What is up, everybody, to the nations worldwide? This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money, living that digital nomad lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview a couple living a digital nomad lifestyle that is traveling the world while earning some money. Get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. I'd like to encourage everybody to check out more of our episodes at TravelCupPodcast.com. Follow along on our adventures at ToTheNationsWorldwide.com. And I want to encourage our listeners to engage with us. So with this episode, I want you to go to the show notes and that's travelcouplepodcast.com slash 22. And I want you to leave a comment in the comment section at the very bottom of the page. Tell us what your most embarrassing, hilarious or awkward travel experience is. In today's episode, we talk with Australian travel couple Alicia and Jared of Nomadosaurus. They started their website in 2013 after traveling for years together and now are traveling the world for their living while documenting everything on their blog, Nomadosaurus. We talk with them about their journey together from traveling since they met to traveling the world for their life. So without further ado, here's our interview with Alicia and Jared. Today we are joined by Alicia and Jared of Nomadosaurus. They are an Australian couple who have been traveling the world together since 2008. And in 2013, they started their website. You can catch their travels and adventures at nomadosaurus.com. That's N-O-M-A-D-A-S-A-U-R-U-S.com. Hello, Alicia and Jared, and welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. Thanks so much for having us. We're really excited to be here. Thank you. I really appreciate having you guys on the show. Let's just get started with this interview and just uh, I'm going to hand the floor over to you and just tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you do. Yeah. Cool. You go, sir. Well, yeah, Alicia and Jared, uh, we met in a hostel bar in Vancouver in 2008. Uh, I was living in Vancouver at the time and Alicia was backpacking around and yeah hit it off and just started traveling around Canada and then the world after that. And uh, we're both from Australia and pretty much, yeah, 2008, been together, been on the road almost nonstop up until today. And Yeah, in 2013, we decided to, uh, I think maybe, oh, like a lot of people, start a website and kind of document our journey for family and friends because we didn't, we were going to countries where the internet wasn't so good, communication wasn't the best so we thought this is probably a great way they can keep up with our travels and it blew up from there and we're here today we yeah it's crazy yeah it's been a fun journey and yeah currently in sydney back yes. in australia sydney. and a back couple more nice. weeks here and then we'll road again <coughs> awesome very nice so uh let, let's just uh, jump in there you guys touched on it a little bit but you guys met in a hostel in vancouver and then how did your relationship kind of develop from there Ah, okay. So I was a guest of the hostel and Jared was a bouncer at the door, a very terrible bouncer, but it was his last <laughs> shift. He had the most dirtiest mo. It was disgusting. But uh, yeah. I think it was quite cool. I had this really big handlebar mustache and I was like 21 <laughs> at the time. 
thinking like I was real I actually, badass. I actually saw him earlier on in the hospital and I laughed at him because he was Australian. And there's a, if people don't know, there's a famous cricketer here that had a mo exactly the same and it's disgusting. Anyway, we started chatting. <laughs> we, ended up, we ended up getting along together. And, uh, yeah, we... we yeah, the next day I think I went in with him and picked up a van, uh, a van that he bought, and it broke down, and I didn't complain, and we sat there all day waiting for the, what was it, ACAA? Yeah. Whatever. One of, one of the people oh, yeah. to replace the battery. I didn't complain, and he thought, this girl's pretty good. She's a she's a winner, and we hit it off from there. <laughs> That's pretty much nice. it, yeah. I, I was over with my charm, and after that, yeah, we... <laughs> To a camper van together and, and started traveling there. around Canada and and he and he shaved them off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah perfect. And then uh, where where did you travel in Canada when you were uh, just getting to know each other more? So we moved to Revelstoke in BC, mm. uh, which where we ended up kind of going back there and living there for a while. And we did a winter there. Then we drove all the way to Montreal. Yeah. Spent a summer there. Wow. Then we got back in the van and we kept driving all the way to St. John's in Newfoundland. Uh, yeah. So we made nice. all, all the way through the Maritimes and we went up to uh, Lonsdale Meadows and Graysmore National Park in yeah. Newfoundland, back, and we explored more of PEI, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick and stuff. And got back to Montreal, dropped the van off, went back to Australia to pay off all our credit card debts that we'd accumulated, yeah. flew back to Montreal, picked up the van, and then moved back to Revelstoke. Yeah, and... we drove across the country again. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's, that sounds like quite a trip. That's awesome. Okay, yeah, so we've talked a little bit about travel so far, but let's, let's really get into your travels. And I like to start this with a simple two-word question but for so many couples, it has such a complex response, and that is, why travel? Why travel? Um, I, I think travel grows you as a person. No, I mean, that's such a, okay, that's a cliche answer. Um, I think <laughs> what travel does to you is it opens your eyes to meeting new people, new cultures, new experiences, and it, it gives you an insight into, I guess, how the world operates in general and i think yeah. that at the more you travel the more you kind of learn about just little things i can be something that like you know how different people eat around the world or like what they eat or it can be what people do for fun and it just kind of it's mm -hmm. things that you kind of take on board and then i find that each little part you go to and everywhere you travel to it just kind of it helps develop you as a person, and I, I believe it turns you into a better person. Uh, I'm not saying the people that don't travel aren't good people as well, but I think traveling just kind of gives you this broad perspective. It about... opens your mind to different different mm -hmm. people, different cultures. I'm from a very remote town in Western Australia, and uh, growing up... Like remote, there's like 100 people living in this oh, town. Wow. And it's very... I, I wasn't, um, like, I didn't grow up with people from different nationalities. Australia is a very multi multicultural country, but we didn't have any different nationalities in my town. So when I went to the city, I was introduced to students who are exchanged from Indonesia and Malaysia and, um, you know, and it was just like, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And then that's what got, you know, just learning about them and just their food and different their families and that's what made me want to travel and that's what and I think it became it it just opened my mind and I I feel you just learned it's like an it's like a 
it's like a university, like a school. You learn so much when you travel. Especially being from Australia, which is such an uh, isolated country and so far away from everywhere, you know, and our, our European history is quite new, you know, mm. rel- relative to the rest of the world, as opposed, like, our Indigenous history is very old, but our, you know, modern right. history, short, and so only a couple hundred years old. And then when yeah. you're somewhere like Georgia and you're standing in a church that's, oh. like, 1,200 years old, you can't, right. like, I can't believe it like this still around you know yeah. so it's just you know you, you don't learn that in the classroom <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's really great and travel really does broaden the mind and it is like one of the best teachers so i i really agree with what you guys just said there but where were you you sorry where were the two of you last where are you right now and where are you traveling to next uh so the last overseas country we're in uh we're in new zealand for five weeks we've been back in australia for i think two months and got itchy feet and booked flights to new zealand so we spent five weeks kind of traveling around we rented a camper van there we did that and then we got back here like Mm -hmm. mid-april and we haven't really ventured too far from sydney just because we've got so many work projects on the go but the next trip Mm -hmm is we're going to Kyrgyzstan in at the end of July and Alicia and I are actually running two adventure and photography tours and workshops over there. Yeah. So two two week Amazing. tours back to back Kyrgyzstan. So Yeah, we're super excited about that. This is a new area for us and uh, it's I, I think like an area we thought we've been talking about for the last I think a year and a half and we thought, no, nah, let's step it up, let's do it this year, let's commit. And uh, we released it to our readers, and they were stoked on it. And the first one got sold out within 24 hours. So we we thought, yeah, there's an area or a market there that we could uh, jump on. So so yeah, yeah Kyrgyzstan. And, and we love the country too. <laughs> yeah, it'll be our fifth time back there. We love Kyrgyzstan. Oh wow! The people, the everything about the country. It's incredible. The landscape. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, just sticking on that for a, a little minute. Um, is the second trip all sold out? Like, are both trips already sold out? No, first trip sold out. Second trip, we have five spots available. Yeah. Okay, so can we, ta- can we talk a little bit yeah. about it then? So, uh, sorry, you were just saying uh, you were leaving in August. And it, can you talk it to it about, uh, about it to our listeners a little bit? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so our, our tours in Kyrgyzstan are basically 14 days of adventure culture and photography uh and alicia and i being you know i guess semi-pro photographers you know not saying we're the best but we do make a living from it um you know we love teaching photography and we love showing people just how to capture the best photos from their holidays and so we're introducing this not just with a nice camera with any camera whether you have an iphone and anything any camera yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah, and just, we've been to Kyrgyzstan four times already, and yeah. we've explored it quite deeply. And we're very fond of the culture, and uh, we have a lot of friends there, and the local people. I mean, what we're trying to do is we're trying to introduce this two-week, all-encompassing, amazing mm. adventure tour, yeah. where we're going to be doing some hiking and some horse trekking and some mountain biking and a food tour. Like we're learning about how they live, like how to put up a yurt, which is a little structure that they some of the people live out of. So yeah, mm. we're just learning and all of the felt work as well. They make a lot of their felt there as well. So we're going to felt workshops. It's 
So we're giving a bit of a mix of both. Yeah, yeah. it's like a jam-packed adventure and culture tour. And then yeah. alongside all of that, we're going to be yeah helping people, not necessarily like teaching people every little element of photography, but helping people capture their, the best photos possible from this trip. And if people want to learn advanced skills and yeah. um, advanced techniques in photography, we're going to be teaching little workshops on that as well as we go. But it's not just... For those who aren't interested in photography, they're more that, like it's not. We don't push it on. So if they at, in the evenings, we'll have a have a beer, have a Kyrgyz beer, and sit around and say, if anyone would like to learn how to edit their photos or anything, let's sit around and have a chat and learn how to edit their photos. But if people aren't interested in the photography side of it, that's totally cool. We will direct them in areas where they can go for a walk and see a bit more of the culture and stuff like that. So it's we're trying to give it a bit of voice for both areas and all, all audience yeah it's it sounds like quite uh, quite an experience for sure and uh, you guys have been there five times before so uh, i mean it seems like you guys are the perfect perfect couple to go to kyrgyzstan with plus just you people just need to go to your instagram to know that uh you guys would be excellent teachers in photography looking at your photos uh just amazing and you guys i'm sure would do a great job teaching anyone uh what you've learned in that for sure uh, so that's that sounds great is that where you're actually traveling to next or do you have a destination that you're going uh before kyrgyzstan uh, we're, we're going back to Perth, uh, which is where Elise is from, just to see family. That's not really a travel trip. It's just catching up with friends and family. Then it'll be, yeah, Kyrgyzstan. We'll be there for six weeks. Then after that, we're flying to Canada, actually, and we'll be spending um, six weeks traveling around Canada, and yeah. then we'll be heading off to South America. And yeah. But nothing between, no mad adventures between now and Kyrgyzstan, unfortunately. You're itching for it, though. Um, <laughs> hanging for one. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Excellent, guys. So, traveling together, what has been your most rewarding experience? Oh, rewarding. What have you got, Alicia? I don't know. I think I mean, we've been very lucky that yeah. we've been to a lot of really cool places, and I guess that's rewarding in its own way. You know, we've been to like Antarctica, and we've been inside the world's biggest cave in Vietnam. We've done a lot of cool things like that, but I guess things that are rewarding and things that have just kind of helped develop us as people. I really like the motorbike trip around Southeast Asia. Yeah, that um, was awesome. We spent 10 months riding motorbikes all around Southeast Asia. We rode 15,000 oh, wow. kilometers. Uh, and I think it was just like I was doing that and we both had our own motorbikes and had doing that adventure together and just yeah. um, experiencing it together and, and yeah. you know going through some like really crappy Very times and then but most of it it was just completely incredible and amazing and I, I guess having that like I guess every time we reached a, a destination that we really wanted to get to like Dongvan or something it was just yeah it was so rewarding I guess looking at all the mileage that we'd put on beforehand and that we were keep kept going with that i really like that it was nice sharing it with each other too like you're you're in the middle of nowhere and you you're appreciating something in front of you and i was happy to i was um but we're very lucky to able to look at each other and talk about our experience and share it together it's, it's awesome but anyway actually another thing yeah. i'd say probably the most rewarding well 
most beneficial and rewarding thing we've ever done was when we were living out of the camper van in Canada. Because oh, yeah, we were oh, yeah. dirt broke. I mean, we were like, so we were returning things to Walmart because we couldn't oh, afford gosh. to put gas in the van. Like, we were. <laughs> Walmart will probably bag us on this, but if anybody wants to return anything to Walmart, if it's still in the good condition, they've got three months to return it and no questions asked. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like, we. So we were returning our camper, our camper cooker that we've uh, we used, our tent that we used, and that money was going towards like paying for the next fuel tank to get from A to B. And we were so proud, and we didn't want to ring our parents and ask them to borrow money because we thought, no, we can do this on our own. And it was just we learned a lot about ourselves and each other. And I think yeah, we became stronger as a couple. Yeah, we're living on instant noodles, and like right. we didn't pay for a comp for months you know we yeah. just couldn't afford anything but we just kept going and we made it all the way to Newfoundland but I think I think starting I think starting travel like that too going back to the reward like like rewarding starting travel like that and we were so dirt broke now now we're able like the job that we're in and what where we are we're able to spend a little bit more on accommodation and get a nicer place and now we actually really appreciate everything so we do like every so that's a big reward that's come out of yeah we, we never kind of forgot that you know how broke we were traveling across canada but like we always had a smile on our face and it kind of taught us that it was all about having the experience not necessarily yeah, having the things you know like oh we can afford to go and like eat at a nice restaurant or whatever it was just about like you know, being somewhere and I guess trying to figure out how to get there. So I, I, that's another really rewarding thing for us is traveling completely broke. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And it seems like you guys went through quite a bit and you were just happy to, to be amongst each other and, and to be traveling. It sounds like a really amazing journey that you guys have had together. So uh, continuing with that, what has been your most awkward, embarrassing or hilarious travel experience? Uh, I have plenty. Jared has a lot of <laughs> stories. Like, oh my god, two stories galore. I did. I like. I there's a, um, quite a few stories on our website where I've written like, I guess narratives about, you know, bowel problems I've had when I'm on the road and you know in China and Guatemala and Tibet and stuff like that. But well, it's just like funny stories. I think and, a lot of people have two like their two stories. Or I whatever, feel like but, anyone that yeah. travels. Uh, yeah. ends up who stories so I definitely really yeah it's definitely the most common one <laughs> I really haven't had any though have I no you, you're good yeah I just I just look after I care for Jared when he's sick <laughs> gotcha a funny embarrassing non-poo story I'm not sure if um, mm. nothing jumps to no. mind to be honest um, we put ourselves in a lot of really stupid situations but yeah, when when you say hilarious or embarrassing, yeah, like, you know, crapping my pants in a Buddhist monastery in Tibet, you know, probably ranks pretty high. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that one does rank high. So uh, that's good. And continuing with what you guys were saying there, you guys were saying that you guys kind of got stuck in a few sticky situations and everything. But uh, continuing with uh, what we were talking about, what has been your worst travel experience? Uh, we, I guess the border, the no. Mongolian border. Yeah. Yeah. We did, we did have this experience when we crossed over, we were traveling on our own through Mongolia and we got down to the border with China and we were crossing in the morning and everything, the day just didn't start right. If that makes like, you just had this feeling about the day, like the taxi driver, right. 
trying to rip us off going to the border and we were we were arguing we we got everything fine but it just there was something about the feeling then when we got to the border the crossing was absolutely perfect and both sides of customs were absolutely very friendly uh really they they actually had english interpreters there so we some spoke a little bit of english so we were able to get through but then on the other end we ended up having the worst experience we we're trying to get to this town and what we'd read it was easy but we just met the wrong people and we ended up spending the whole day hanging around the town when this guy said i'm going to pick up more people and then he never did and then we felt like we were kind of trapped under him, like under his kind of And we tried umbrella. we tried to run away from this taxi driver and hitchhike out of town and he kept chasing us down and whenever someone had stopped to pick us up, he'd run in and like tell the people to leave and so and, he just like was trying to yeah. keep us trapped in this town. And so so my my first I guess my first Jared was getting frustrated and you just don't know who to talk like what what to do. And so in the end I ended up going up to the officials um, of the custom because there was a few border checks, like uh, security checks, and I yep. ended up going up to them and thank God one of them spoke a broken English and um, he ended up chatting with me and the guy came along to the border who was being not a nice guy to us and he ended up yelling at him and told him to drive us to the town for the price he told us and it doesn't matter if we don't have any people and they ended up driving us to the town. So Yeah, but the rest of the journey oh, was okay. real just really but we were so happy to have each other because we knew we've got each other and then we got to the town and we got dropped off and everything was fine but it just it just after that we were just like ah like that was probably the worst but it's not even that bad but it's just like i've I've been robbed by the cops in guatemala and we were crewing on a yacht in the caribbean and we thought we were sinking off the coast of honduras one day and and we thought pirates were coming and we thought, I totally forgot about them. We thought pirates were coming to take over the boat too. And we scared them <laughs> off with an air rifle. Um, yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. We're quite yeah. lucky, I guess, considering we've been on the road for you know over 10 years. Our really bad stories aren't that, that bad. bad. Um, yeah. I mean, thinking we were sinking off the co- 100 nautical miles off the coast of Honduras, that wasn't a great situation, but um, you know, it worked gotcha. out well. So, yeah. Yeah, like I don't know, maybe we're super lucky or maybe we've forgotten a lot of the really bad experiences. Yeah, but, I I right. really can't think of any more. Yeah. Those are some good stories though. And in continuing on to our next part of the interview, I like to ask those questions because it kind of gives me an idea of what you guys had to have had to uh face together and had to go through together. Now, traveling for so many years together, how do you feel traveling has affected your relationship? Yeah, it's so ultimately travel has brought us completely together and it's made us really strong. And we were traveling from, you know, almost the day we met. So uh, we knew early on that we were tight and we were strong and we'd be able to get through anything. Um, So 100% traveling as a couple has been the best thing that we could ever ask for. It has also been quite trying, and we wrote about it. Like we spent two years going from Thailand to Turkey without taking a single flight, uh, just you know riding motorbikes and hitchhiking, and we took a cargo ship across the Caspian Sea, and we did all kinds of like random things. But the goal was to get all the way to South Africa without flying, and we made it as far as Turkey, and just the pressures of traveling and traveling as a couple and going through places where no one spoke English and it was just us that we could communicate with for weeks at a time. Um, And then coupled with like the blog and the business really growing and we're like, 
all of a sudden we've gone from you know just having a hobby like social media account and blog to like you know there are clients banging on our door going you passed deadline for this and that and whatever so mm. all these pressures had built up and it got to the point that by the time we got to Istanbul two years after we left Thailand we were just like we were fighting every day we were stressed out leash had bad anxiety I, I didn't and, even want to leave the hotel like we'd never been to Istanbul Istanbul's our favorite city now but I didn't even want to leave the hotel room I was just so burnt out it and and Jared is very strong-minded and so am I so sometimes we do clash and and that's where on this trip we found that out really because he was like I want to keep going I want to I want to get to South Africa, like Cape Town, and I want to do this trip. And I'm like, no, we're, we're, I'm exhausted. We're done. Like, I, I can't do it anymore. So we really had to um, stop and just – I think we wrote letters to each other, actually, because we couldn't actually get it out, like, sitting in front of each other without having an argument at that stage because we were so – the pressures were on. And I ended up going home to Australia for five weeks just – and we didn't break up. It was just a break from each other, from traveling. And we, we were able to reflect on what has happened and our travels and how we can change it. And then, yeah, we we came back together. and Yeah, we, we, we wrote yeah. an article about it. It's on our website. It's called Behind the Scenes. It's, yeah. Uh, and it's okay. basically we, we talked about how, you know, while on social media and on the blog, we're like, you know, every day we're putting up these, you know, great photos of us in these really cool, unique places like, you know, the border of Tajikistan and Afghanistan. And, oh, we've just hitchhiked across Mongolia and, like social media is growing, everyone's like, "Oh, you guys are living the dream. You're having such a great time, you know." And um, and on our social media and our blog, we're yeah, like, yeah, we're like, you know, the travel couple were having an awesome time, but like behind the scenes, we really weren't. Yeah, so we wrote an article <laughs> we about we it, were, but we weren't with each other. So, uh, but so, we yeah. got, you know, we never we got, broke up. No, we, you know, we at least flew back to Turkey, and yeah, we kept traveling after that. And it's travel is still. I mean, it is who we are as people, both mm. individually and yeah. as a couple. So, it it's travel is still being the most incredible thing that we could have ever asked for. But it, but we it, travel differently now. Yeah, we, now we, we both, travel. Differently, we both but. talked about it. We compromised on things, and now we we listen to each other's opinions and thoughts and more, and we take it into account. And then we were like, okay, if you want to do that, I don't want to do that. Let's compromise. Let's try and work out a better better solution for this or that and we found travel has brought us together like as a couple even we're even stronger than ever now because mm -hmm. of the situations we've been how to deal with them yeah and definitely traveling as a couple um and also uh, running a blog and a, and a business i'm sure all of that just just was just an enormous amount of pressure and everything to to put on yourselves and it sounds like you guys really uh found a great way to uh you know find yourselves again and uh like you said compromise that that's that's a, such an important thing when traveling together for sure uh how about when planning a trip who who takes care of what do you guys assign tasks to that uh it's i i I don't know. I feel like I do most of the planning. You know, I, no, I do most of the logistics. Um, Alicia will come up with the general idea of like where oh, we want to go, what we want to do. Yeah, Alicia will be like, I really want to go to South America. And, and so she'll go, I want to go here and there in South America. And then I kind of figure out the border crossings and how we're going to get from A to B and, you know, what 
bus schedules are like, or if it's possible to hitchhike, if it's not really a good spot. Like, so I do all the kind of on the ground logistics and visas and stuff like that. Well, you've had to do that recently. When we were traveling through Asia, we never booked anything. Like we were always spontaneous travelers. We never booked anything. We, we got to a destination and we were like, okay, we'll find a whole hostel. And then we're like, okay, what do you want to do in this town? And then we'll suss it out. But now, like, we've just traveled to South America and different countries like Eastern Europe and we kind of had to book a few things. And we were like, that's where Jared took over and did all the booking (laughs) because I was like, no, I don't want to see these things. I want to be surprised. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we're really bad. Like, we we don't even – most of the time if we're going somewhere, we won't even – google like what there is to do somewhere and like for people that run a travel blog and are constantly writing about what we're doing like we don't even read other people's travel blogs we don't travel with a lonely planet guide like we don't we we show up places and we're like i'm sure this is going to be really awesome and we get there and we're like like oh like we did the o circuit in patagonia and we like got to the top of this um, peak oh. and there was this huge glacier and we were like oh my god this is the most beautiful thing we've ever seen like I can't believe there's a glacier here and like the people we were hiking with were like you guys knew that we were going to see this glacier I was like no we no. had no idea there was a glacier here like <laughs> this is one of the main like attractions the most... in uh, Torres del Paine and we had no idea <laughs> yeah like we're, we're fairly clueless on the like what there is to do in places we're really good yeah. at getting there and then once we're there we got no clue we just we just traveled with our two friends in iran and thank god they were foodies and they had an idea of where they wanted to go because we were just so like blase we were like we'll talk to people when we get there it's all good <laughs> <laughs> that's funny it, that sounds like such a fun way to travel though you i'm sure every destination holds a surprise for you that's just gonna blow you away that you just didn't know about that sounds I- awesome it's so true and I think that's what makes like for example like we absolutely love Vietnam it's it's one of our favorite countries and everyone asks us what's your favorite country and we always say Vietnam and I think it's because we never planned to stay there for seven months we never planned to live in this small town for three months and we got to know the people and we were just amazed by everything and that's why we love it so much because we had all these raw experiences that we had yeah, no idea existed. We'd show up in Hoi An and be like, wow, we had no idea this town would look like this. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, like, you know, so we, like, we always, yeah, we always surprise ourselves. We know yeah. where we're going, but we don't know what's going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So traveling like that, what do you feel has been your favorite destination, city, country, Something that has really just blown you guys away that you would suggest for another travel couple out there. Okay, if, if it's going to be a city, Istanbul. Oh, Istanbul. Istanbul, yeah. capital of Turkey. Uh, sorry, it's not the capital of Turkey. Ankara is the capital of Turkey. Yeah. Istanbul, a major city. Is the 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 biggest city in Turkey is just mind blowing. It's absolutely incredible. The architecture, the history, the culture, the food, everything about it is just awesome. So people. Any other travel couple, I'd recommend go to Turkey and spend a lot of time in Istanbul. Yeah. In terms of like a country that's really cool for, I guess. For I reckon for adventures, if you're a real adventurous person and you want to be outdoors and you don't mind camping and you're just you you're a couple who's just in the outdoors, I would say Phong Nha in Vietnam, which is in set like the central Vietnam, and Phong Nha mm-hmm. has. Uh, so much going for it there's different caves that's where the world's biggest cave is but you can go caving and for a couple who like who who has traveled before but who wants to do something together 
Jared and I did like a five-day hike uh, through like the cave system there and we learned so, you know, we're just encouraging each other. You're tired, you know, it's just, it's awesome. Like, you, it's, I love, we, I, I we think really de- enjoyed it. I think it. it depends what you're into. If you're into being outdoors, I'd say Canada and New Zealand and Chile. And if, And Vietnam. <laughs> if, if you're into culture, then like Southeast Asia yeah. is incredible. Cuba's awesome. Um, oh, Cuba's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Cities, Istanbul for sure. Uh, Barcelona's cool. Lisbon. Um, if you want easy travel as a couple because you're brand new and you're fresh and you're learning, somewhere in Southeast Asia would be good because they're used to tourists. You'll meet other travelers. At the hotels are really cheap, so you can stay at the hot- different hotels and yeah. Start I in Bangkok and then. And go then from work there. away from there. It's kind of like we would say Southeast Asia is easy travel, if that's. And it's yeah. got everything you ever want. Yeah, so that's a few few options. <laughs> nice, awesome. You guys have so many great destinations to recommend there. Do you, uh, closing out this part of the interview, do you guys have any advice you want to give a couple of travelers out there? Uh, maybe even specifically a couple of travelers who run who want to run a blog or uh, run a business while they're traveling. Yeah, the number one tip is to travel slow. Yeah, uh, I think that was something that for the, for the first year and a bit when we are in Southeast Asia and when we are in Central America and stuff, we traveled really slow and that kept the pressures off because, you know, we had time to just hang out in places and enjoy and get to know people and, like, where to stay and where to go and all that kind of stuff. The minute we started traveling faster – like, if you're doing a two-week trip, that's fine. But when you're on the road for years, like, when, if you're chopping and changing accommodation every two, three days, like, and moving mm-hmm. towns, it's it's so hard for you. Like, you, you, you just are always exhausted. You're always thinking, like, oh, where am I going to stay? How am I going to get mm-hmm. there? Do I need a visa? Oh, my visa's running out. I need to extend it, you know, like, blah, blah. You're always thinking. So, number one tip, travel slow. My tip is communicate with each other. Like communication is like you you would not believe how important it is. Like talk to each other. If you're not feeling good about it, you know, a destination, you don't want to go there, talk to them. Or if you're, you know, if any troubles at all and then talk and talk about it and kind of just get through it together. Same with like the fighting as well. If you ever have an argument, just talk about it, move on and get on with it. Like Jared and I have disagreements all the time and then two seconds later we're like, Okay, where do you want to go for lunch? We're over it. Like, you know, you just mm-hmm. talk and move on. It's there's no point dwelling on things and but yeah, it's just And then if you're trying to run yeah. a blog or oh, yeah, that, an yeah. online business or do anything like that at the same time, like that's where those two things really come together, communication and traveling slowly because when you're running an online business, you all of a sudden you've got another element. You got to remember most couples mm. that travel don't have that you know they're on they're more or less on vacation till they run out of money or if they're on like a short trip so the only thing they got to worry about is like oh what time does happy hour mm-hmm. start but when you're running like an online business there's a million things you're worrying about so yeah that's traveling slow so you have time yeah. to kind of work on you know both the travel side of things and the business and then communication because yeah. you're, you're traveling with your business partner yeah you know? and mm-hmm. also like when when we do the business as well like traveling together and the business we try and get up early every day. So we'll get up about 6 and we'll work from like 6.30 to 9.30 and then we go out and we explore where we are. So we explore the city, the place, whatever, and then we come back and we might do some more work from like 5.30 or maybe if it's a hot period of the day, we'll come back during midday and work for three hours during midday 
and then we go out and explore again. So we try and break it up because we want to see the area, but we don't want to sit there in our hotel room or a cafe all day and work because it's you're right. in another place of the world. You need to explore it. So kind of maybe uh, time management. Time management is a, probably another another thing if the couple plans to do blogging as well. Mm. Definitely, definitely great advice. Uh, travel slow and uh, communicate. I, I couldn't agree more with those two. Um, yep. Now I just want to jump into your guys' uh, travel blog, nomadosaurus.com. Let's talk a little bit about it. And uh, to start off, where did the name come from? <laughs> we, actually, we, we get asked that all the time, and we like almost always forget. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're coming back from... Margaret River. From Margaret River in yeah. south of Perth, which is where we were living at the time. And we are driving back and we decided at this point to start a blog. This is before we went to Thailand to start out what was going to be a four-year trip. We were still on, but anyway. Um, yeah, so we were coming back and we were like, oh, we should start a blog. And we decided to do it. I'm like, all right, we need a name. We should be like nomadic couple. Jump on like Google. It's taken. Oh, crap. What about like wandering couple oh it's got what about wandering travel you know like all the just cliche you know like typical names that you could think of you know we're googling them oh they're taken they're taken they're taken and then we i don't know we got hooked on the term nomad because we had been nomadic at that yeah. point for like six years i think and we're still nomadic now we're still nomadic <laughs> um so we yeah. were like okay nomad something we're trying to work nomad into it and then i i don't you, know why i don't know why you said but it but i just came out with nomadosaurus one day and leash was like and what? i was like i like that that is awesome it's catchy <laughs> something that's i don't know it's different to every every other like like even though it, like it, nobody else's travel blog name is a bad name but it's like something that's a little bit different we didn't quite think about for non-english speakers it would be not a good name to have <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So you meet someone from Eastern Europe who might not, um, you know, not quite understand a lot of English, and you know they'll yeah. see our business card or whatever. And they're like, no matter that, what is that? And you're yeah. like, oh, I don't need. <laughs> so, so that kind of has, well, maybe that's the uh, negative side to the name, but most. I, of I still love the name. Yeah, I love the name as well. Definitely. And sometimes explaining it to people, I try and say to them like, it's like a travel thesaurus. So. You've got thesaurus, so we just no matasaurus, like we're. But I was more yeah. of a dinosaur. I was just like, I love dinosaurs, <laughs> like it's nobody. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely a great name. So uh, let's talk about the evolution a little bit, because earlier in the interview you talked about how you kind of started the travel blog or uh, taking and sharing photos to kind of update your friends and family about where you were in the world. When did it get to a point where you guys? knew you were on to something that you guys knew that uh you're starting to gather a following when did that happen yeah so we it was when we were motorbiking in southeast asia we we had the blog already for family and friends and we we're riding but then we thought oh we experienced like border crossings things like this that maybe some others hadn't so we started writing a lot about motorbiking and it was pretty uh pretty we were pretty chuffed sitting in like a hostel and we could hear people behind like oh check out this um, travel blog called Nomadosaurus. They've written about motorbiking, and we're like, oh, this is so awesome! Like, you know, we weren't making any money at that stage. We it took a couple of years before we made money, but we we were like, okay, we'll start. And that's when we realized, okay, let's start writing more about different destinations and accommodations and stuff where we go, so we can help out other people who are traveling and kind of maybe bad or not bad um, 
difficult situations that we've had would help out other travelers to not have those situations so it makes their travels more enjoyable so that's why we started it and then jared uh entered a competition for the world nomads uh riding scholarship and he was one of the winners and nice. i to this day i'm still so over the moon for him because he he's he was such a good rider beforehand and he still is now but i like to be recognized and then he went to europe and uh yeah, that just started the whole thing off there. You got trained by a Lonely Planet rider, and uh, she's so proud still to this day. She's so chuffed. She emails Jared all the time. But and that's that, nice. <laughs> Jared, he's blushing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think with the blog, like when we started it, we kind of knew that there were bloggers out there that were making money. And but we, we talk- weren't. But we weren't in it for the no, money. No, we weren't. Yeah. But we talked about it. We were like, oh, imagine if we like you know, started to make money one day, that'd be cool, but it was never the intention. We um, laughed over a beer saying that, like, aha, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, fast forward a couple of years, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, it is what it is, but... It's crazy, and it, to, even to this day, we still pinch ourselves to say, holy moly, where where have we come, and, like, look at what we've achieved. We had so many people laugh at us and say, yeah, good luck to you, like, I... I had one person I remember at the beginning saying, oh, yeah, my friend's trying to do that. Oh, you know, pretty much just laughed in my face. And I was thinking, you have no idea what you can achieve if you want, if you're really stuck on something and you want to achieve uh, a goal, you can you can absolutely do it. And so now we, we are very, we don't, we never rub it in people's faces, but we're pretty choked to, to for my, when my, when family friends talk to my parents and stuff, they're like, Oh, is Alicia still traveling? Or do you give her money still? Mum and Dad are like, we've never given her money. Like these two are doing it on their own. Like you know, they've made a business, so it's pretty crazy. And and especially hearing your guys' story about uh, traveling through Canada and and having to uh, sell or return things just to just to make it to your next next destination to where you guys are right now. It's it's pretty incredible and and quite the story. Now. we talked a little bit about monetizing there. Looking back at uh, from when you guys first started to monetize the blog, how did you monetize it? And w- would that be the route that you would recommend other travel bloggers to monetize? Or would you suggest something different? Uh, the, the first way that we started making money was actually through freelance writing. Uh, yeah. and that was what I was kind of doing after I won that scholarship. So up, up in the first year, the blog didn't make a dime Um, but I started freelancing and we're getting a little bit of money that way and I I still recommend freelancing to people it's it's helped grow like I started off writing for no-name newspapers and then I've been published by CNN and BBC and stuff now so it's it's done a lot for our I guess brand recognition being featured Mm. you know having articles published by these you know large media outlets so I, I recommend freelance writing in terms of monetizing the blog i think like a lot of bloggers the very first thing we did was that we made money on was a sponsored post uh i i don't regret it because obviously it gave us money and it helped pay for our hosting and that was after like a year and a bit um but i think there's a big difference between like doing sponsored posts in terms of like dodgy seo kind of stuff and then doing like more sponsored campaigns where you're partnering with brands so yeah. uh, that was that's a very common way for people to monetize is like basically a, a company will email you and go hey i want you to like promote my company or more more likely i want you to write an article and put a link back to our website in it 
you can make a lot of money if you're into that, but it's kind of dying out. Yeah. Um, after that, like you know, it's affiliates is, you know, I guess the most obvious one that people kind of get into, and it's something we very highly recommend because if if you're providing worth to your readers, they'll they'll trust you, and if you recommend a hotel or a product or something, they'll buy it. Yeah. But that comes down to trust too, and I think. You know, as long as you're providing worth, if you're writing really good articles that are, you know, giving good information, then people are going to start. Honest to, information. Yeah, honest information. Yeah. People are going to start to trust you. But the minute, like, there are so many, I, and I guess we're coming from people who had traveled for years before we started a blog, and we didn't come from a marketing background. We didn't come from a business background. Like, I'm a construction worker. Leash was a swimming teacher beforehand. Like, we used to work in bars and stuff. We did whatever we could to keep traveling. Mm. But there are a lot of people that, will start a blog with the whole intention of making money. And you can tell when you go to those blogs, you can tell straight away because everything's just a sales pitch. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, every article is about, you know, getting people to your website via SEO and then just selling you like you got to book tours through our affiliate link and blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. um, affiliates I definitely recommend because it's passive once it's set up. Nothing is completely passive because you've got to do things to get the traffic and write the articles and stuff. But once it's there... It's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and as long as you're not going over the top with it and, and providing good value to your readers, it'll be a way that you can monetize your website and you know keep the longevity of it going and, and keep growing from there. And with the freelance mm-hmm. writing too, I know when Jared was first freelancing, like he he would chuck out a few, like for the first one we'd freelance to, we would say, hey, here's a little, here's a free, we can do a freebie, here's a taster. And then they would say, actually, that was a really good article. Do you have more? And he's like, yes, I do have more. I charge this now. And then they're like, sweet, you've got the quality. You've got great photos. We'll, we'll pay that. We're happy to pay. So sometimes like some people will think they will can just get paid for every freelance article. And sometimes, you know, sometimes people are lucky and that happens for them. But it don't. when we first started, we didn't get paid for a couple of them. But it was great because we got our name in with the editor. And now then after, we've got multiple articles with the this company and we get paid for everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's such a great way to get your foot in the door and, and definitely great ways to monetize and, um, and not being too like salesy with everything that you post on your blog. But uh, turning this from writing to photography now, uh, looking at your Instagram, it's obvious how you, uh, why you guys have such a following that you do. Do you guys have any, um, tips or uh, strategies to grow a following uh, using your photography or even uh, tips and tricks for your photography? Yeah, I think uh, it's interesting because Instagram is not our main platform. Uh, the photography that we do, a lot of, I'd say like the majority of the styles of photos that we take don't make it to our Facebook or to our yeah. Instagram. Like a lot of it's for clients and you know, taking product photos, hotel room photos, destination photos, and stuff. Yeah. So, and we sell it. We sell a lot of photos to camera accessory companies as well. So, like companies, yeah. So, so it's, it's more like commercial photography. But in terms, yeah, like growing the Instagram. I, mm. I was only just talking last night to my sister about how we suck at Instagram because if you look at all these really, really good, awesome accounts, their feeds are all like they're all they've got Themed. a particular style yeah. and theme, and you know they've all got the same kind of presets and everything which is used and it makes it very aesthetically pleasing and those accounts are 
their following grows huge and their engagement's through the roof. Whereas Leisha and I have a million different types of photography styles that we're into and we don't want to be stuck to like, oh, we only share beach photos or we only share mm. drone photos we, like or whatever. And so. we have a lot of cool stories behind our photos. So we want to share an like a photo that we think is like so awesome and maybe only a small percentage of our Instagram followers think are amazing and we have this awesome story behind it and then the others are like, yeah, I don't really like that. It's not a beach. Move on. <laughs> so we're, we're a bit, yeah. Growing your Instagram, though, I guess if I was to give tips for people, it's about – it really is about building a community because at yeah. the end of the day, you can have 500,000 followers, but if your engagement is tanking, well, then it's not worth anything. So it's better to have like a small following, but people who love what you do and love what you share. And a lot of that comes down to telling stories when you share your photos yeah. too. So instead of just putting up an epic sunset and being like, Cool dope, sunset. dope sunset hashtag like living the dream or whatever you know like you know that'll get the likes but it might not necessarily get the engagement in terms of comments but if you tell a little story about you know how you got to that destination yeah. or like oh what i'm not showing you is that i'm like standing ankle deep in water because the tide came in or whatever you know <laughs> yeah. um she was this morning yeah i was out taking photos <laughs> oh, yeah. this morning <laughs> Like, I was smashed like, by the wave this morning, but I know. was like, I'm not getting wet. It's it's getting chilly here in the morning. Um, but for photography tips, I would say like, YouTube is your best friend. Like YouTube, I I've never done, or both of us have never done any photography courses. Like uh, like we've never been to TAFE or university for any photography, and like courses or anything. And when we, it actually kicked us in the bum when we were in Vietnam, uh, BBC, we pitched an assignment to BBC, an article, and they accepted it. And I was still on auto at that stage on my camera. I shat my pants and was like, holy moly, they're going to take our photos. I need to, I need to learn to, like, I need to learn more about photography. And Within a week, I, I learned so much off YouTube from different people and different things. Like, like when I say different things, like, like the small questions you have, just put it in YouTube and there'll be a small video about something specific. So it was amazing. And within that week, we I think I jumped ridiculously and that's when all my love for photography really started. It was always a hobby and that's when the book, the page turned, I would say. And, yeah, and that's where I learned everything. And to this day, I'm still learning a lot about oh, – we both are learning a lot about photography. So, yeah, you never stop mm -hmm. learning. Definitely. Never stop learning. And that's uh, that's great. So what is next for Alicia and Jared and Nomadosaurus.com? Oh, we, so we've got our Kyrgyzstan tours in August, which we're excited for. Then back to Canada. And these are all like yeah. travel and work assignments. And then off to South America. So they're the, the general things that come with, I guess, being influencers and travel bloggers you know like we get paid to go and do photography and blogging assignments and stuff so that's what's coming up in terms of just like the general lifestyle but of as us for business but, like i think we've we've got an amazing uh relationship with Kathmandu. we're um ambassadors for them uh and influencers they're an australian, an australian, oh, australian new zealand adventure gear company yeah. so we do a lot of work okay. with them and ambassadors and um, we were we were wearing their gear from day one so we, we we're hoping to hop, hop on board with like other companies who we're passionate about also just expanding the business in areas where we know we believe in and we're passionate about so, yeah, yeah. We, we've also just launched a digital marketing agency called peak evolution media and we've got a few clients on that and that's kind of just doing your typical 
content creation, social media management, SEO kind of stuff, but it's all focused on the travel and adventure industry. Yeah. So, and maybe maybe next year too. Like if the tours go well this year, where we've got a couple of ideas for destinations for next year. So keep an eye out for that. Maybe we might be doing other tours in different other areas. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So- yeah. yeah, travel travel's always going to keep being exciting yeah. and the business, yeah, like Nomadosaurus is doing its thing now and we're putting more of a focus on peak evolution media, which mm. is something that we can kind of keep growing and remove ourselves from and just let our team kind of manage and, you know, continue the growth of that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. exciting times. I mean, neither of us had any idea about how to run a small business, let no. alone two, so it's been... um. We've got, we've got, we just met up with an accountant, so that's all new for us. And we're like, holy moly, this is a business. <laughs> that is awesome. And you guys have such a great story to share. Well, there you have it. Alicia and Jared sharing their travel stories with you today on the To The Nations Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a very special thank you to our guests. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me on this podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, Mike, yeah, really appreciate it. You. you know, love your show. So thanks so much for having yeah. us. Thank you. So I'm just going to leave the floor, uh, give you guys the floor, let our uh, listeners know where they can check you out, the best way to reach out to you, and uh, just go ahead. Yeah, well, make sure you check out our website, nomadosaurus.com. That's where most of the cool stuff happens. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Mm -hmm. Twitter, YouTube, all those social media channels, nomadosaurus, N-O-M-A-D-A-S-A-U-R-U-S. And yeah, come say hi. We're Love hearing from yeah. people. If you've got any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, and- we, we always answer emails. We always answer questions. We, we love when readers like write to us because we just we love helping out as well. So yeah, yeah don't ho- hesitate. Hopefully we'll see some of you guys on the road one day. Yeah, we always, we're always up for catching a beer or coffee. Thank you to all of our listeners out there. To the nations worldwide, cannot express my appreciation enough for having your ears listen to this episode visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 22 for episode 22 this episode's show notes and leave a comment in the comment section at the very bottom of the page let us know what your most hilarious awkward or embarrassing travel experience is if you'd be so kind please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review this is mike pletz and natalie hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide